this hand represents sex, porn, love addiction. This hand represents you. Really important that you see the distinction. If this is you, let's call you John Smith, Teresa Jones. You are separate from sex addiction, from the behaviours. What we have is a process that has come upon John Smith, Teresa Jones, but that process, this called sex addiction, has come upon. It is not part and parcel of John Smith or Teresa Jones. It's a separate entity. Some people call it a disease process, but it is a separate entity. You are John Smith, you are Teresa Jones. Your middle name is not John Sex Addict, Smith. It's not Teresa Love Addict Jones. You are John Smith, Teresa Jones, full stop. This is a separate entity and the role of what we'll be doing with the program is to remove, prize off you this process. Does that make sense? to remove from you. It is not an intricate woven in your fabric of who you are, your DNA. It is not. It is a separate entity, separate from you. And that's important that you recognise that. You are John Smith with all of those strengths. You are Teresa Jones with all of those way bigger strengths. And I want you to recognise that and acknowledge that. Yes, this thing called sex addiction has got its tentacles in different areas of your life, but there's way the bigger person with all of those strengths. I hope you understand that point. It's a big deal. What is the reason why we do such an extensive history taking? A number of reasons. It is a crucial part in the process to aid the diagnosis of sex addiction, I need to take you through the history taking of over 250 questions in order to build up a profile of you so that I have the information to be able to give you a formal diagnosis. And it will be a formal diagnosis. Your choice whether you let it be known to your GP or your general practitioner, your doctor, but it is a formal diagnosis. Do you or do you not have love addiction, sex addiction, porn addiction? Or is it just a love of sex? And there is a difference. It's also, the reason for doing the extensive history taking, it's also to see if we can identify from where the behaviours have come. Why were they deemed necessary and got set up in your life? Importantly, what is the purpose, the role, the function which the behaviours serve in your life? And they will be serving a function. And it's actually important that you find that role, function, purpose. I will give you my input. My input will only be my hypotheses based upon my vast years of experience. But you're going to have to sit with what I offer to you as my hypothesis and see whether you accept them because they ring true to you. 
based on your reflections. It's also to identify how habit and repetitive behavior practices have set up and maintained the behaviors. I want to go on to give you a definition of sex addiction. This is what we're going to be working with as our definition. Let me read that definition to you. Worth writing down. A pattern of sexual behaviors which preoccupy your thoughts and are out of control. You cannot stay stopped for a sustainable period or if you could, not consistently and the behaviors have harmful consequences. We're going to come back later in our sessions to do some work on harmful consequences, to bring out the full extent of the harmful consequences. So often the behaviors have reaped a consequence, a harmful consequence, way bigger than you've ever contemplated. And it's really important for you to see the price which you have paid for the behaviors price more than the monetary price but in so many other ways it has reaped something from you from your life and those harmful consequences you need to flush out so let's continue with the definition and it has harmful consequences and the behaviors serve a function in your life what is that function maybe you can identify to a degree the type of function that it serves. But again, I'll give you my hypotheses. Continue with that definition. And it is used primarily to anesthetize some negative feeling state. Some negative way that you are feeling. The behaviors are used to move you out of, to change the negative way that you're feeling to bring you into a more positive way of feeling, self-soothing, escape. That's what the behaviors are being used for. The important criteria which makes it an addiction rather than a love of sex is that it serves a function. That's a really important part of the definition, that it serves a function. You see, many people love sex. I often use the example of the professional footballer. Many a times you read newspaper articles about ex-footballer with certain people, sex and etc. So often they're not sex addiction. It could just be a love of sex. And it's important to know the difference. What makes it an addiction is that it serves a function. If you fulfill the criteria that I've just taken you through, then I would be saying to you as my client, you do have sex addiction behaviors. Now I chose my words really carefully. What I did not say is you are a sex addict. As a part of this Kairos Changement Recovery Program, in the Kairos Center, you know, I don't certainly tend to use the expression, you are a sex addict, a porn addict, a love addict. I use the expression, you have sex addiction, love addiction, porn addiction, behaviors. Remember what I talked about? This is you, 
and this is a, a behavior that comes upon you as separate entities and so what I'm saying is you have sex addiction behaviors that you are doing that has come upon you but they're separate really important distinction that I want you to hold on to because if they were part and parcel of you we can't strip it away from you you can't really recover you can recover from sex, porn and love addiction.